0: to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week, we discuss the continued journey to Spoonland. We talk to stats and tipping master, K.O. Morrow. We answer your questions, and we look ahead to Brisbane on Friday. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Morrow. Fellas.
1: Evening. Fellas. Hello. Lads.
2: We are dragging ourselves...
0: We're going <laughs> to just chat, chit-chat for the next yeah. hour or so and just see where this takes us, what sort of journey of despair we end up on.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like we said last night on Facebook, we don't know how we keep on recording at this point and to make it sound not like the last 34 episodes. So 34, that's being generous. We're going to try. <laughs> but
0: we're we've got try. some
3: questions to give us a bit of an idea we of do. how to yeah. navigate that, that yeah.
0: crapness. All our friends we of the do. show on, on Facebook and the CCM Fans Forum have been nice enough to... Um, yeah, give us some material to go with rather than just crying into the mics for the next 90 minutes so thanks very much for that guys appreciate all you guys listening in and throwing your questions our way let's start with fred's question has going to the game become more of an exercise in just hanging out
1: with your mates than watching the actual game yes for the last like three years
3: <laughs>
1: uh yeah yes yeah hundred yeah. percent
3: catch up catch up with me brother and me nephew yeah Talk yeah. talk crap about our team Share, share the uh, misery around
2: Yeah Watch illegal UFC streams in the bay
1: um,
2: <laughs>
0: Misery
1: loves company That was fantastic by yeah, the way I
2: mean we actually watched the UFC on the weekend instead of the game <clears throat> <In laughs> some, the some of you did Some of us did Legally uh, I think <laughs> I saw about 10 minutes of the game And three times I looked up and we conceded And then the one time I did look up we scored a goal
1: We're changing our name to Coast Football Rumble because we're going to be talking about UFC. This is now a UFC podcast. (laughs) Try a score goal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, I'll I'll do the next one because you don't have to pump yourself up. Oh Yeah, no, I I just wanted to agree. Yes, it is very much an exercise and just going and hanging out with roommates mates and drinking good beer at Bay Road Brewing. 100%.
2: Now, that's actually a pretty good segue. You weren't there with us on the weekend because why?
0: Uh, I have accepted a role at Football New South Wales as their head commentator um, for NPL two this season. Yeah, so, woo!
1: woo yeah. Crowd goes nice. awesome. Crowd goes
2: wild. Artie <laughs> on for Mister Pryor. So if you tune in, so it's NPL two. Obviously, all the NPL one games are streamed. Yep, every there's one game a week. NPL two. Yeah, that's right. So a match and that's of
0: the real game. So I was down at uh, Lily's Football <laughs> Stadium on Saturday night for Western Sydney Wanderers against Hills United. Um, and uh, mate, it was it was good fun. It was I've I've done a little bit of commentary work before with Central Coast United and with um, with the Mariners during pre-season as well. Um, this was my first time running solo, so it was a little bit different. But um, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Got to um, got to meet a few new faces and a few people that I've spoken to on Twitter um, over the years that I hadn't had the pleasure of meeting face to face. So looking forward to um, to kicking on with that as uh, as the MPL two season. Rolls on
2: Was there any uh, Interesting names Down that way Because we know There's a few There was
0: know. a few Yeah, yeah You def- mean all 22 players <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no There was a few Few Of those players That had um, good games As well Dean Palacarnos In the centre of midfield For Western Sydney War- Wanderers Was very handy um, as well as Jared Carluccio, who uh, opened the scoring from good right names. back. Good so. names. Solid names. All <laughs> yeah. early. I like it. I like it. Very and good. And it was uh, Muhammad Adam, actually, who um, has had a bit of a experience, who scored the third goal for Western Sydney. So um, Hills, conversely, were just um, you know John Smith and, and Dane Merrin uh, having very good <laughs> <laughs> games for them. Owen Montford at the centre-back as and well. An Association
2: Club, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but coached by, o- um,
0: coached by our own uh, Patrick oh, Svonswyk. That's right. Um, who led them to Grand Final Glory last season. Uh, It was a nine-goal Grand Final, if you can believe it.
2: Jesus. Someone's done his research, hasn't he? The <laughs> so old yeah, commentator? I <laughs> spent
0: several hours on, uh, no, on now it's Sunday afternoons stressing out. Yeah, now it's <laughs>
2: flexing. I will, I, I will 100% tune in to listen to you call Bonnie Rig. Um, I can't wait
0: for Bonnie Rig. yeah. You'll, so. <laughs> you'll be spending a week practising the names. Yeah, I've already started. <laughs> <laughs> and it's around 14, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, thanks for the little, little little plug there. And of course, that ties in very well to, um, to our very own Central Coast United who kicked things off in NPL 3. This uh, this weekend on Saturday afternoon, it was uh, so much fun, mate. That was it was it was great to um, to see those boys go around again. I love getting around them.
2: It was uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, football in all other areas for us has been quite painful for a long time. Uh, and but going down to watch <clears throat> United play at Plume is really good fun. Good fun. Sitting on the hill at the bar, you can hear every single tackle, every single swear word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every single decision. You can yell at the old player here and there, and they will. <laughs> Sometimes not bite back, but then the ones that do bite back generally cop it more, which yep. is their first mistake. Mm. Um, but it was a really good game, really good uh, NPL debut by Central Coast United, mm. and they played the side that got relegated from MPL two. That's right. So they were an okay side, a much higher standard than what they're used to mm. going up from State League. Um, really good performance. Went down at about the 60 it was about Yeah, it was about halfway the top through of my the second head. half. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the goal at... Adam Woodbine scored to get us level. One of Crackle, the best bits of, of football I've seen in a while.
0: Lovely, uh, just a deft lob over the keeper from about mm. 25 yards on the half volley from from Woody there. He yeah. nearly and did the the it again. The, lead up, the, oh, the flick in the lead-up. The little back flick in
2: the lead-up. I can't remember the player's name off the top of my head, but... Fantastic goal, really good performance, really good start for the boys. So. Woody nearly
0: did it again in about the 87th or 88th minute where he's, he's looked to chip the keeper again. That, that one, unfortunately, coming back off the crossbar. Mm.
2: The boys should have won that game. I think we could have won. Could have been 4, four or 5. 4 or 5 one if we had to put a, all of our chances away. Um, yeah, it was a yeah.
0: combination of wasteful finishing at times and mm. some good goalkeeping as well, to be fair to the yeah. MacArthur goalkeeper. So... Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that progresses.
2: Yeah, I encourage everyone, if you can, to get down to Plume and watch United when they're at home because it's good fun.
1: You just took the words out of my mouth, I was going to say. I missed out, unfortunately, but definitely if you haven't checked out CCU and you really want to see a good football side play on the coast, then go and check them out because they're really good. And Plume's awesome.
2: As a slight little side note, I really like that kit.
1: Yeah the new CCU kit's fire Isn't it man I
0: rate it Yeah
2: I Rate it very highly I'm all black, about that mm. Black with the sort of It's sort of a
0: It's nearly a gold sort of trim Goldy
2: mm. Yeah it's really really nice
0: Yeah Cause it's, it's easy to get those Black and gold strips wrong as well As they can look tacky mm. If you get them wrong But this one Yeah mate I'm very all about good.
2: it Very good
1: Alright Shall we do it
0: Do
2: we have to
1: what, what do we say on the pod? Rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> Another Band-Aid. How many bloody Band-Aids have we got on us that we need to rip off? I don't getting, know. I'm running,
0: of, I'm running out of Too plaster. <laughs> Our game, Sunday afternoon, finished Wellington 3, Central Coast Mariners 1. Dry air, score goal. Dry um, air,
2: score very
1: good goal.
3: <laughs> nice one, baby. <laughs> hmm. I didn't get out of my seat, though, for some reason. No, neither. I don't know. It, it was sort of like a,
1: oh, all right then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just scored.
2: Seriously hardly got a reaction out of me, mm. uh, which is, I think, where we're at.
1: The whole crowd reaction was so, like, little to it as well. It was sort of like a, yeah, we're well, still going to lose, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: we were very unsure because the last pass I think he made before that, he passed out over the sideline.
1: <laughs> I think I think everyone was in shock. That's <laughs> peak dry air. Everyone was in <laughs> shock that he's actually done something.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I don't know where to start other than that I felt like we had lost this game before the whistle was even blown Like, that's where it's at It's like, I rock up to games and I just feel like we're just going to lose There's absolutely zero expectation that we are in with any chance to win
1: And the care factor is ridiculously low, mm. which is never... A- Good sign. Incredibly low.
3: But it's not diminished because of, you know, the lack of gumption or guts amongst us. It's diminished because, you know, earlier on in the season, at least we had hope or felt we had hope or thought there was something that we could, you know, wrap ourselves around and um, try and uh, hope for something positive to come from it. But the reality is that over the last several weeks, we've been on an incline that's in the wrong direction and that puts us, like, who's... You know, pessimistic about the next game. Who? All the hope was gone for
1: me when we had that period where we were playing, what, Brisbane, Wanderers, Mm. all the teams around us, and we lost every game. That was when I was like, yep, this season's done.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Mm. it's, I felt like even during that period when we weren't getting results and we're still not, I felt like, I felt like during games, it still was like the players, I don't want to say the players that they don't care, because I think they do care. But it just feels like a little bit of grit or a little bit of fight is just slipping away mm. on Don't the agree. field. Because as soon as we go behind, that's it. Mm. There's no there's no fight there. There's nothing.
1: I wouldn't say nothing. that's everyone. No, I, I, there's about two or three. There's, like a few there's, players, there's
2: not many. I would say
1: probably Ziggy, two or three players. Ziggy, for me, tries his absolute heart out, Yeah, in my opinion, and has probably been our best defender this season. He didn't start out that well. But I think as the team has gotten worse, I think he's gotten better. But that's just my opinion. Maybe people disagree or disagree.
0: It's been symptomatic of the last few seasons, though. In 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 that we've started off with so much hope and positivity around us over the first mm. few rounds, and then as it the starts to wear you. on, you know, once we get past that halfway mark of the season, things aren't going quite so well. You see it as soon as as soon as we concede, you see everyone's heads drop. It's the losing see mentality the fear in, Exactly yeah. right yeah. Uh-huh. I mean have these guys got You know Any sort of sports psychologist Or oh, Bloody hypnotherapist Or I don't know Something just <laughs> to fix this mentality Because A magician
1: It's, it's Absolutely rotting the club yeah, need I, a hypnotist yeah. to tell them to go out there and play like they're Barcelona.
3: But you'd want to be a pretty tight group of mates if you were going to still be you know, pushing for one another at this point in time. The coach has been yeah. through every single possible option, chucked people out, threw people in, deep ends, shallow ends, the whole bit. There's bits of the squad. We don't know why they're not getting a game. Fox. Fox um, is the number
1: one for me. He's like, why isn't he playing? Or oh, Tongyik, even Tongik who came in. Well, how do you get dropped this a weekend? Of Played a couple of times and just doesn't, and then doesn't, Pick has been absolutely
0: fantastic since he came in to cover for Kyroll's injury. Um, and then this week, inexpl- Inex
2: get it, you get it, go on,
0: inexplicable. <laughs> Come on, you'll get it. I believe these are my you. big boy words,
3: inexplicably dropped. Yes, he won't uh, be saying that in the NPL on the no. weekend. <laughs> and I would definitely say that
1: every-
0: battling coronavirus here, give me a break, <laughs> right, man? and we're in
1: a contained room. God damn it. Because I would say that every time that Tongik has played, he's been Passable, way better than Rolls. I think Rolls has been no good. Well, I this think Rolls
0: is, is. I think that's harsh on Rolls. I think I think yeah. he's been he's been decent, but he's lacking. I think he's since
1: coming back from injury, he hasn't been as good as he was before. I
0: think he's he does make the occasional mistake. We have seen that. Um, but he's lacking that little bit of experience. He's lacking that little bit of guidance around him. I think he, when, when Ziggy moved into the middle, um, Kai improved quite a lot. Um, yeah. But I think it was very harsh on Ruwan to be dropped because Absolutely. I've I've loved what he's brought to the team. He's marauding runs from centre-back. He's been half-decent on the ball. He scored a goal in the derby. He did. Mm-hmm. He Bopped did. Up. He did. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, he's but on for Golden Boot. Why <laughs> drop him?
3: But if we go all the way back Warren's to the medal, beginning, Golden Boot one. <laughs> weren't we? Didn't we start the season with Fox and Rolls as the chosen pairing in yep. the centre of defence? And after a few, we actually stuck with that for more than one game. You bizarrely, were the chosen one, <laughs> bizarrely. <laughs> I think I think we noticed that
1: Ziggy was more of a centre back. That's why he was put Into the centre, mm. and then one of them had to go.
3: But hang on, now
0: there's still people crying out for him to be moved to right back, which is just. Mm.
3: But that's not really <sighs> what happened. What happened was we had what seemed to be a settled pairing, and then Rolls, I think, was out either with a minor injury or under 23s. Yeah. And so we bought Tongich in, and we took the decision to move Fox from the right to the left in that game, mm. and we hooked Fox about at half time inexplicably he'd yeah, had his right. shower by about the 60th minute and was back out talking to the fans I think in the stands and then after that we haven't really been able to establish anything that's had that level of consistency it's almost as if we felt there was some level of blame for Rouen last week with the disaster at Western United I, I never saw it if and wasn't
2: Ziggy playing out wide against Western yeah yep. yeah, he'd moved back out there like, right and that, uh, that, that did not work <laughs> did not work at all no and so. on Dylan Fox, he's made well he's made that one mistake which led to him getting hooked at half time, mm. and he hasn't been sighted since so that to he's me, had to have had a running mistake it has to be it has to be an attitude thing it has to be he must have spat the dummy to some degree or something because there's just no other way to explain why he's hardly been spotted since mm. that game.
3: Yeah, there's something gone wrong there, and uh, we we more than any other team can't afford to have those kind of gone wrongs because we are already limited in our, you know, options. options. Yeah. So once you know uh, uh, what we obviously thought was a key to our central defence uh, didn't materialise and isn't going to materialise, then uh, yeah, something's wrong there. It just
1: goes back to the chopping and changing every week trying to find the best solution to all the problems and none has been found.
3: Yeah, I think
2: I've said it just about every single week on here that I couldn't understand the amount he was tinkering. It's with a things. pretty
3: weird one though for a novice coach, isn't it? He comes in here and he's got probably 10 players that were hired by somebody who none of us felt was up for the task and, that, and we, we think that just about all of those probably need to go. Um, so if you think about that as a a significant slice of the dressing room, then all the theories about, you know, what's going on in the dressing room, Fox, etc. there must be some problems in the dressing room because it has to be normal for there to be some problems in the dressing room. Some of the players we're talking about wanting to no longer be a part of the team, they are the senior and experienced players who if they are going to, you know, cause ructions then or, 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 you know, take that situation on, then there will be ructions. So, and rookie coach... Has he got the experience to be able to handle that kind of scenario?
2: No. Well, I mean, I I spoke to two people on the weekend. One said that the dressing room is okay, surprisingly. Mm. The other said that it's absolutely not and that Mm. there's zero confidence, zero support from the coaching staff in terms of how to build that confidence back up and then also just in terms of those sort of individual game, sort of, you know, if you're a striker and you're missing this goal because of xyz there's no help there to how to rectify that Mm. so there's no support from the coaching staff and Stadge is obviously very stressed
1: that doesn't reflect well on the staff does it
2: no but i mean if it's 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 hard because from an outsider point of view it's like well if you're in the position that we're in after so many years Stadge. Comes into... It, he knows what he's walking into and then you get to this point. How much pressure must you feel under?
0: Do you do you think he really knew, knew what he was walking into? The the sheer size of it? The sheer he weight of it? He possibly
2: may have been a bit blinded because he wasn't involved in club football or the A-League or mm. he may have been a bit... You know, surely you do your due diligence before yep. you accept the role and you go, okay, I'm walking into a complete shitstorm which mm. you imagine he would have done mm. because he's not stupid. No. But he's... I. He cuts mm. the figure of a, <laughs> of a really broken man, he's though. As, as you say, he, he, yeah. he,
0: he's stressed and you can see it. Bosnich
2: says Did some weird things, but I do agree with the whole... The players see the body language of the coach mm-hmm. on the sideline and you could see it again on the weekend. Mm. There was a lot of head and hand stuff. There was a lot of throwing the arms back. There was a lot of huffing and puffing that he was clearly frustrated. And, I mean, he has every right to be, but that at a there's a point where you have to lead... Mm. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he's not a leader. I don't
3: know. Wasn't there a significant change, though? Did anyone notice, firstly, the shirt and tie? I haven't seen a lot of shirt and tie. Have mm. seen some, but not well, a lot.
0: Yeah, mostly a tracksuit coach, isn't he? Yeah.
3: yeah. And so he had the shirt and tie on. And then, uh, you're right, those last two press conferences, there's been all this you know, bollocks about, you know, we're not going to sack the coach like we've done however many times. I'm not concerned about us sacking the coach. We'd be idiots to sack the coach. We won't get another one. I'm concerned about him walking away and looking Mm. at him for the last two press conferences. That last press conference, I'm surprised he didn't walk away and never come back. Mm. But this press conference, he actually had it under control. He really didn't look like he had just been through the dryer. Um, He looked like he was, you know... Handling it reasonably well. I don't know how, but um, it was almost as if that was a you know a, a pre-planned face Is change.
2: It a, yeah. Is it a front for the media? Then he's, I don't know, maybe he's been tapped on the shoulder and said, you need to look at the way you're presenting yourself maybe. to the media and to the players because it's getting back to them and they can clearly see... How you feel, and it's reflecting on the players because that's what it feels like to me at the moment.
0: We did see, uh, or uh, a few of us saw um, that Stadge and I think Anton and Sean spent uh, a fair bit of time on the pitch after the game had finished, a much much longer than usual. I'm not sure if mm. you guys saw that as well. It was discussed in one of our uh, many group chats on uh, Facebook Messenger. Many? I've only got one. Uh unlucky. Because <laughs> you know, every too, every Luke. every group chat spawns another one without the irritating people in it. <laughs>
3: Shit. So that's why <laughs> I'm only in one too Savage. <laughs> um
0: but yeah, I don't know if if maybe that had anything to do with what's um, with what you were just saying about the way that he presents himself or anything like that. I'm not I'm not having a dig. Um I'd be in the same, but I would have thrown myself off the balcony yeah, so. weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah, I would have probably jumped into Brisbane water and just kept swimming.
0: I'm I'm shocked he hasn't walked.
2: I uh, yeah.
0: If, don't get me wrong, I don't want him to. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do by any stretch of the imagination, but I probably would have.
2: Yeah, I, if if we lose the next couple of games badly, would not surprise me if he does walk because at that stage, if the writing's not on the wall for everyone at the moment, then I don't know what will make it appear. But by that stage, it'll be, okay, we're in this position. We're going to have crowds that are... I don't care what they announced on the weekend. There was not there was not that many people there. Actually, there was, one there, was, there was there was no announcement. But it was 3,773,
0: 3, seven, I think I saw written. If, if there was A two thousand people there, I would be
2: surprised. Mm. There was nobody. And if, we lose, if we lose the next few, and it's going to get worse and worse, I think the writing is going to be on the wall for stage, mm. and he's going to go. I'm not. I'm not getting any support from above. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, yes, am yes, gonna, how am I going to? How am I going to attract new quality? Players to come here. This is an absolute no
0: hoper I'm out of here. If things keep trending the way they're going, as you as you suggest, we'll be we'll be playing out of Plume Park for the last few rounds of the season. Mm. You know, Plume's got a capacity of around 2,000. Um, we'd easily fit everyone in there with room to spare. Yeah. So and I mean we've said this before a few times when because obviously crowds.
2: I mean they've been an issue all season, but it's becoming more and more apparent. The more the more the more you can read. The central coast on the seating, yeah. <laughs> on the on the mm. is it is it the eastern or western? I still don't know. That's the eastern that, stand. that one. The more you can read that, the more concerned I get. And you know we've said this a lot of times. It costs about seventy grand to hire the game, the stadium per game, mm. and we need around the nine or the ten or something like that to break even. It might be as low as mm. eight maybe slightly lower. Yeah. yeah, and we're getting nowhere near
1: that. The way so, that I handle the east west thing is when we're at a game where the sun sets. Where does it set?
2: That's true.
0: Oh, see, I, I always think the Western Stand is on the side of West Gosford Shopping Centre, and that's how I. <laughs> I always, I always that's look it. on
3: my sundial. Yep. <laughs> my compass. What are you laughing at? <laughs>
2: that's good from you. Um, <laughs> For once. Uh, yeah, and I mean, so we are absolutely bleeding money, and I mean, if like we are, you know, you look at the table, we're five points off Newcastle. Newcastle pick up a win and Victory pick up another win or so. We're easily 10 points off the next closest team. Um, and we are going to be nailed on for the spoon with three or four rounds to go. Nobody's going to turn up. And then we're going to be bleeding somehow even more money. And that's that's not going to fly, I imagine, with Mr. Charlesworth. I was going and to say we is I mark. mean, it's, not, it's just absolutely not sustainable. How do, you can't you can't survive that i know it's a football club and all that but looking at it from a business perspective it's just not sustainable in the slightest so i don't i don't understand how we survive that i don't get it
3: no very concerned about where the you know the trajectory that we're on to me feels like we are on our last legs and we are likely to find a way out of the a-league Mike's not happy about this situation, is he?
0: Well, you'd know.
3: Well, I have exchanged a couple of texts with him because I'm concerned and, and I've been fortunate enough to establish enough of a rapport that I can send him a text. And and for those who think he can't be approached, that's a complete fail. I've never not had a response from him. He's pretty whipped up about um, the situation. He's certainly so you,
2: so you sent him a message after... The Western game or the one before?
3: Uh, after the Western game. Um, actually, if I think, it was, I think, I think it about it, I think I sent one before, after the previous game. Who yep. was that? Um, whoever that was, <laughs> I sent one then, and things didn't get any better. Um, and so I sent another one either the next week or the week after. And uh, he's been kind enough. He, he's um, happy to you know, discuss how he feels about it with me anyway, and no doubt with other fans who, if they were keen to approach him, Um, he's pretty upset about it but having said that um, listening back to the pod we had Anton here there's nothing that makes me cringe more than hearing people like Anton or Mike tell us that they actually care more about this situation than we do because of the amount of money that they've put into it well Mike wouldn't be putting money into the club if he didn't have more money than me I'd be putting more in if I had more money I've put my heart and soul into this club, and to sit here and and listen to somebody who's effectively a Johnny come lately been here club, for a year tell us that um, Mike cares about it more. Mike cares about it, and I'm not you know I'm not saying he doesn't. He does deeply, from what I can gather. But the idea that there isn't many many fans that are hurting at the level that he's hurting and beyond, that's just not true. He's got the luxury of doesn't have to turn up. Um, and look. While I'm on this rant, then I might as well um, be clear. I don't blame Mike for not having enough money to keep our club um, working. But what I do blame Mike uh, for, and he won't probably like this, but he's had six years to figure out how to make this club sustainable. Mm. And instead, what we've been doing for six years is things like banking on the COE. Considering moving our games to North Sydney Oval, we've had a succession of cheap management staff, including a particularly cheap CEO. We had a consultant, Harry Redknapp. We Go had we had former Liverpool great, and I loved it, Lewis Garcia. We had Mike Phelan, who was going to rescue us from this. Then we had Usain Bolt, he was going <laughs> to rescue us from this. And look, if I'm cynical enough, I'd even include Alan Stachik as another... Gimmick, for lack of a better word, because not because of any other reason other than the fact that we didn't, in my opinion, grab him because of his great A-League experience and history. We grabbed him because at the time it was topical; he was a name in the papers, and uh, and it was a feel-good story for us to um, push him along. I'm happy for him to be here, so don't take that as a criticism of Alan. We, he's our fourth or fifth successive rookie coach and funnily enough we're experiencing problems with rookie coaches so and that's to say nothing of other things like the house we bought for youth accommodation and you know if i keep thinking about and i'll think of all the other diversions that we've come up with and and look i love this club and i want it to be around in 100 years which is why i put my heart and soul into it Um, but i'm not going to sit here and act like just because mike's you know put his money into it that that doesn't that that means that he or Anton or anyone else um, has hurt more than any of our fans our fans are hurting out there I see them on social media and it devastates me I cannot comment on our Facebook page at the moment because I look at the stuff that's coming out of people and I can't go there it's just too much for me so there's a definite feeling that we are on a slide and I don't know where this slide ends
2: what was your what was what was your last exchange with Mike? What was sort of the last sort of few words that he had to say? Because that was after the Western game, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, um, he was pretty frustrated that uh, he can't do it alone. He ha- he's not that rich. He's not a billionaire, and that's a fair call. Um, and that he feels that it would be that there's not enough support um, from locals. And and not to be too pointed about that, he wasn't. Um, but CCF, the council, the community, local businesses, all of those kinds of things, a lack of support. Really hard to listen to though. these, Some of those people in that list uh, were probably removed from our shareholder list because he called the shares in because the others weren't paying their share of the debt. So while I accept that and I have always um, carried the barrow of let's get, um, all of the local organisations supporting the club, that's the only way we're going to succeed. So he's right in that respect. Then to get to the point, I blame him for six years of not getting us to a place where we could either get better investment, other investment, be sustainable, have some sustainability. We just seem to be in the same place that uh, we were at when he came. And uh, as a final comment... The first night I saw Mike on at the Edelong um, Forum years ago now, about 2013, 14, 14 it might have been. Then uh, Peter was on the way out, Mike was on the way in. It was suggested at that meeting that there was uh, some interest in uh, community or supporter ownership. And, and, well, not Mike, but Peter Turnbull said, well, no, we don't need to worry about that because we've got Mike's money. Well, I think... That was our chance to really embed the place in the community, and and we haven't taken it. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're here because we haven't taken any of those opportunities. Rant. I bumped into that was a fantastic that was
0: a, good rant. That was a great rant. Sorry, no, that's the best contribution you've made to this podcast. In <laughs> mate, there was a piece
3: in there that just choked me a little bit. I'm not sure. I heard you
0: get choked up a little bit, mate. Yeah, I'm actually, fired up now. I'm fucking fired up. That was that was good.
3: <laughs> Mike's put his money into this, but I and I know plenty of people who've put their heart into it. And yeah, exactly
0: I, right. And that counts for I think. <laughs> just as much if not more
3: I don't want to know how much money I've done spent
1: on a trips I've spent tens of thousands at l- at on away trips four or over five the last 10 years I reckon, for me
3: yeah. honestly you won't, you won't rival the amount he's put in but you will rival comparatively
0: the for the amount of money that I am compared to the amount of money that he has you know I've probably spent more if you want to go down that pro rata sort of
3: yeah, <laughs> and and what hurts Inflation is that, well, per then. capita. Sorry, sorry. what hurts is that these people, these people are our family, and this is what I actually said to to Mike. This this is our Mariners family, and actually, it's gotten worse than that. I do this with my family, and and some of my family have got to the point where they're not sure whether they want to do this anymore, and that hurts. Mm.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. my my Mike my, my closest group of mates I got from going to Mariners games.
1: Hundred mm. percent, like as well. that's
2: how much it's become like a part of my life and it's like I, de- uh, yeah, it I mean like if this if this if this all of a sudden goes then what?
1: It's a sense of helplessness mm. for me it's like I've I never thought I'd feel this way but I feel like giving up mm. and I never and, wanted uh, I, to feel that way I mean, and you, would, you wouldn't yeah. be
0: the first and if things keep trending the way they are you're not going to be the last yeah. just simply look at the amount of people that have walked away People that were long-term members, foundation members foundation of this club, members. who are getting, who are just getting screwed.
1: I think that Mick brought up a good point on the forum: is that the club didn't do anything for the 15-year foundation members. I'm
0: not sure if any other clubs are doing anything. I'm happy to be corrected if I'm wrong there. That's um, a fair
1: point, but I think that would have been a nice thing to do. How many? How many are left? But that's that's what I was coming back to: is how many foundation count- members are still here? I mean, we've got what f- f-
0: four of them, five
1: of them in this room. Mem- <laughs> Member number twenty-four, baby. Yeah,
0: that's not bad. No, I'm, I'm mix, way down mix,
2: the list. Like, mix like way higher than me. Sixteen, like, Mickies, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's got me there.
0: Yeah, oh, but to be fair, Brennan Vosvik wasn't a foundation member, and he's member <laughs> he's number 16, sixty-nine. Not so <laughs> he the best one. <laughs> but no, wow. I mean, honestly, you could probably count them on two hands, and half of them are in this room. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, I it's, mean, it's yeah. There's just
1: so many people that have just said enough and walked away. Yeah, and I think because it hurts too much. Exactly,
2: it hurts too much, and then it's like you've you've got no power to stop mm. what looks like is on the way, and like I'm 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 caught at the moment between like wanting just to not do anything and then also try and do all the things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's so, such
0: a such a weird place to be caught in that middle. I'm like
2: there. I'm like, how can we? I don't know. How can we start? Like I don't know. How do we start some sort of a Crowdfunding thing, like I don't know. I don't know. Best explanation. How do do we start some? Do some sort of like a protest to get more pressure? Yeah. yeah. But then we've done protests before and banners. What's been achieved? I know. And it's 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 um yeah.
0: I I feel incredibly bad for quite a number, probably all of the all of the backroom staff Mm -hmm. who are slogging and absolutely toiling their guts out. And just getting slammed because obviously they're at the coalface. You know, people like Dave Jordan, the media manager, people like Carly, the the um, marketing manager, Ian, you know, Dan the membership manager, Dan, who is probably one of the nicest so guys you've ever met in your if life. If
1: anyone has ever yelled at Dan or anything, I'm going to throw hands because Dan is the <laughs> nicest man alive, honestly. He doesn't deserve any shit whatsoever. He but works these guys, like off. I said,
0: these guys are at the absolute coalface. You know, they're, yeah. they're there every week, they're very highly
3: visible in the community.
0: And they're getting absolutely slammed by, mm. by the public. And, and
3: some of them have been copying it for literally years. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Exactly. So that the, kills me to the see com-
1: that. The, fa- the Facebook comments where it's like everyone out, board members out, everyone just... Oh, there's some
0: go, absolute just... garbage. Yeah. Absolute garbage on Facebook.
3: Look, you understand the frustration of people. Absolutely, I do, yeah, but... There's a, there's a lot but of have a, there's think a line about, to cross. Yeah, have a think about what those... We have no power to influence things at the moment um, as fans and there's limited power amongst that group. They are working hard and they need They're to be respected. their guts My out. anger is I'm um,
1: almost solely just on the ownership and the, the way that... The whole salary cap thing just pisses me off to know. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most is how do you run a club like spending the floor of the cap? It's just... The best way I can describe it is trying to swim upstream with both hands tied behind your back. There's just it's just you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's it's crazy to me, and I know that uh, Aaron mentioned it about how he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have this the, the amount of money that he probably would want for the club. But if you can't fund the club to its full capacity, then why are you the owner?
0: Especially when the salary cap is being funded by the Foxtel TV rights.
3: Yeah, you got to just figure out a way. Uh, that was the job that he took on. Our job was to mm. continue to go to games and support our team and back them to the hilt. We've done that. His job was to figure out how to make this club sustainable, or figure out how to move it along so that someone else. The could fans that are
1: still here have gone the extra mile for this club, <laughs> and that's probably putting it mildly. I mean, yeah, if there's if, so many people that have gone, and there's that, that core sort of people that are still there, but even the core hardcore fans. That I would say is everyone in this room right now, including Kyle, is still here. I just, we're still here, but it's it's getting to a point where it's just why.
2: Yeah, I think I mean if 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 Mike is looking for a thank you card off everyone, he won't be getting one
1: except one guy on the forum off the off the Christmas so
2: card list. He is not. He won't be getting a thank you card for me. Uh, I mean, yes, he stepped in. Um, you know, rescued. the club wouldn't
1: be here without him. No, and like that's res- something to be thankful for. Rescued the club, for lack of a better word. Was s- but that was six years ago. He's 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 he's
2: not stupid. He knew what he was walking into. And I'm not going to get down on my knees and say, "Oh, thank you, Mike, our Lord and saviour Not happening. After after a year or two, or even three, I would have probably put up with. If you have realised by that point you can't do this on your own, it's been six fucking years. Find more investors. Find more money. Find more people to help you, or find someone to buy the
1: whole thing. But then, you, then you've got to think about who would want to come in. 100%. First of all, they've got to pay however many for the however much for the losses mm. first up, and then you come into a club that's a perennial loser, thing losing, losing after, mentality for six years.
2: After two or three seasons, it's not as a unattractive proposition as what it is now.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, the, the brand
0: point damage. Of no that, return. The brand damage gone. that has been done is completely. It's nearly irreparable if it's, yeah. it's not already. Yeah. So, where do we go from here? I don't know. Someone figure it out, please. Save me from this absolute misery. That's I was very sad. Listen, now. I was when, very like
2: sad and wasn't sure what how we we're going to put anything together today. But now I'm just fucking angry.
3: Before I yeah. go, I just want to. I do want to actually say thanks to Mike. I want to thank Mike for putting our club on life support in 2013. You can't leave a patient on life support for six years. Mm -hmm. You turn the machine off eventually. Help us or turn it off.
0: Joining us this evening in the pod cave is, of course, the one and only Kale Morrow. Kale, how are you? Good, thanks, Pete.
4: How's everyone going? I'm good.
2: Lovely. I need to ask you about some uh, advice on the tippings, considering you're first.
4: Of course, leading the tipping comp there, KGM. Yeah, things are going well so far, but um, hopefully it can stay that way.
2: There's th- three Morrow's in the bloody top four.
0: And there's two Morrow's in this room.
1: There is.
3: Yes, although now you've broken the golden rule, he didn't want to admit that he was related (laughs) I never said he was related, I just said he was a morrow Well then I've burned him
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's kick things off, who who were your football heroes growing up?
4: I was a young Arsenal fan in the early 2000s, Thierry Henry's a pretty um, pretty obvious bet for that It's a good Um, time to be an Arsenal fan wasn't it? Yeah it was, compared to these days it's not quite as nice but (laughs) still got it pretty good I think You and Josh can hug it out yeah, at least I've got some support here.
0: <laughs> now, a lot of Mariners fans have become, a, uh, I guess, a fan of your stats work that you post on your Twitter account. H- how did you start doing that sort of analysis? And, and tell us a little bit how it all works.
4: Okay, well, we well, kind of all started. Uh, I took a couple of stats courses at uni um, in my time there as electives because I was trying to find something to do. And they seemed relatively interesting and kind of seeing how that could be applied to, to football and football. Obviously have already having an interest in football helped with that so and playing for a number of years helps um, so yeah that's kind of how it all started started applying some of that work from uni to football and went on from there
2: now you made your own you made your own system didn't you
4: did you make it football?
2: like you made you where you get all the stats and then you spit out all these. All this oh yeah, data yeah. into so, your own um, thing. So how well did you
4: start used, that? Uh, that's used, well, I use the uh, the program R Studio, which uses our programming language, which is probably the most popular um, statistical computing program. So um, I just I collect the data off a few different places online, put it together um, as well as I can. It's a bit ugly sometimes, but um, <laughs> but I can make it work. And then yeah, use that to. Um, do a lot of the calculations and make the visualizations that you see on Twitter. So where do you get the stats from? Do you go Fox Sports website, maybe? Um, mostly coming off the A-League website themselves, they have the stats center on there, so I get pretty much all of the stuff they have and use it, but also use a program called, well, not a program, a website called Scout. It's a paid subscription place. Uh, it's mostly known for its video stuff. It cuts up clips for teams. A lot of professional teams use it. Um, But, yeah, you can subscribe for a pretty low price monthly to just get the data and stuff like that. So that's where most of the expected goals and stuff like that comes from.
3: So that's a good segue uh, because you mentioned the term XG and we see XG a lot in your work, but nobody really understands what it means. Can you help us people? It's a growing
4: thing. Um, So XG just stands for expected goals. So what it does is it basically looks at every shot taken um, and compares it to similar shots historically, um, using things like location, um, and then basically spits out a probability that that shot itself will be scored. And so since each shot is essentially an independent event, we can sum these up at them together and that'll give us a value for the game. And it's only somewhat useful on the game level. Um, like there are insights to be taken from it, but. The longer period you can look at it, the more significant it becomes. Um, so it's much better used on maybe a half a season level, season level, rather than um, game level.
3: But it's about comparing shots in this game or positions that shots were taken from with a long history of shots yeah, from exactly. similar positions yep. and and all shots around yep. lots of comps.
4: Yeah, so it gives you a um, gives you a probability, um, and then so you can essentially say that the average striker would would be scoring that number of goals that you get from the XG value. Um, so good strikers score a little bit above, bad strikers a little bit below. Um, scoring a lot more is, it's good obviously, scoring goals is the aim of the game, but um, it's not necessarily a sustainable practice.
2: So is that, was our
4: XG very easy to do this season? Uh, well, <laughs> the calculations are fine, but looking at it's a bit painful. <laughs>
3: Must be better looking at uh XG statistics. Yeah,
4: he's one. He regularly scores just about right on his expected goals, which is as sustainable as it gets. So strikers like him will score goals for a long time.
0: So you recently you recently tweeted out a, a moving average stat. What's yep. what's a moving average stat? <laughs>
4: uh, so the moving average, um, it takes XG on the game level um, and then kind of averages the games around it to... It just takes out a bit of the noise that we get because there can be massive fluctuations Mm. XGYs between games. So if you try to plot that and look at it, it's not very useful. It kind of jumps up and down, going everywhere. So um, you can do that with... You can specify the number of games that it takes the average over. I think that one I posted, because it was about 100 games worth of data, I took uh, the average over 10 games, kind of five either side of the point in time that we're at. And, yeah, as that graph showed, only once did we average more expected goals for us than <laughs> against us, which wasn't great. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um.
3: Been close a couple of other times, though, haven't we? As yeah, a matter there's been of interest. a couple of
4: times. I've got it here, so I'll just pull it up and we can kind of maybe mention that. So towards the end of the Mulvey period, actually, surprisingly, we were getting better attacking-wise. We weren't great defensively. And at the moment, <laughs> we're kind of uh, looking to converge a bit. Um, Stagic's clearly got the attacking side improving from... Uh, the middle of his period, but the defence, extra conceded, is kind of hovering around the same spot.
3: So it does appear that there's been a little bit of improvement, uh, um, not between uh, Mr Stajic and uh, coaches um, that preceded him as a group, but... Um, hello Paolo I think <laughs> I think Stagic has probably uh, usurped Paolo as the most successful statistical coach by this point would I am I getting anywhere there
4: oh, well the, the lines are definitely closer for a longer period under Stagic at the start of Ocon's um, time here defensively we were really struggling and in a lot of trouble kind of conceding nearly two and a half goals worth of chances a game which is not good um. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, you could you could look at it that way. Um, I also look at it. It's a bit of an um, odd one in the sense that at the time uh, Mulvey left the club was kind of the best we'd been since Paolo had left. So,
3: except a couple of
4: hours before. <laughs> left. Yeah, this is where um, <laughs> this is where you've got to consider. Um, Actual goals compared to expected goals, they aren't the answer to everything. They don't count when it comes to the table.
2: (laughs) 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 You're getting another uh, inbox from... Another message. Paolo, Aaron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
3: might have to send him one with some stats between him and Stage. <laughs> yeah, do it. For do his it. enjoyment. I'm I think, sure think Stadge
0: has a better winning ratio actually.
3: Oof. Yeah. Better tell Paolo about that. Yeah. Sorry, Paolo.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you don't just do stats in regards to our games, but you also do it league wide as well. So I guess first of all, who's a few of the best performers for us and then league wide, who is some of the yep. best, if, okay. y- if, yep. if you can uh, sort of get some for us, that is.
4: Yeah, yeah, I've got some, uh, got some stuff here. It's kind of hard to really put a number to it all, but looking at what players do, like on our side, um, I think in attack, Murray is probably our biggest contributor, both, well, not necessarily in expected assists, but expected goals. He's well ahead of everyone. Um, actually, when you look at uh, per game basis, he's having... More expected goals than anyone is um, having expected goals and expected assists added up. So, mm. um,
3: up so <laughs> so we'd say that means that he's getting himself in good positions and at the yep. right times. Yeah, yeah,
4: definitely. Um, that's the that's the idea. Um, and then uh, Stensness is one who shows up quite well. He's a bit of an unusual um, an unusual look for a central midfielder. He dribbles a lot um, and really well. So that's. That's a useful thing. It's kind of one of the things that people talked about a lot with players like uh, Musa Dembele from Spurs back in the day, that they struggled to replace him because of his dribbling ability through midfield. Mm. So Stensness shows up really well there. And in all the other um, general categories we look at, Stensness is about average, a bit ahead in some areas. So he looks well. That's on our side. Um, I don't necessarily look at the negatives on our team because... <laughs> <laughs> Haven't got of much you. time. <laughs> 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 be there all day. <laughs> And then uh, league-wide, guys like LaFondra and stuff—they show up fantastically in front of goal. Like he's just superb. Um, McGree? Yeah, he's done. He's popped up onto the charts. He wasn't early in the season when he had his kind of goal-scoring burst. He was kind of overperforming a bit. But uh, as the season's gone on, his kind of um, his performances have come up to match his goal-scoring rate, rather than the other way around, which is a bit more normal. Um, and then in terms of Ball progression, Ninkovic, Castro, um, they always show up well, unsurprisingly. For Adelaide, Mluznich looks all right. He's adding a fair bit to their attack, whereas most people would probably look at someone like Halloran and expect that to be coming from him. But he's um, adding a fair bit of value to them. And David Ball from Wellington. And in terms of...
2: That makes sense, because I've actually thought David Ball's been quite good this season. Yeah, I think think
4: a lot of people have overlooked him because he hasn't been... Scoring boatloads of goals mm. or anything, but I think is a really important part of um, what they're doing over in Wellington. And Devere obviously shows up quite well too, mm-hmm. numbers wise. In terms of poor performances, I was looking at some. Here we some go. Here we go. <laughs> I was looking at some goalkeeping, shot stopping stuff the other day, and um, Glenn Moss did not have a fun start to the <laughs> season. Um, in a way, you could blame him for about seven goals that the Jets have scored, and he's saved about 12.5% less shots than you would expect him to have. Nice right. um, Based on that. And now they've brought in Italiano, who um, in the game so far has been about average, so that's an improvement, so that's probably part of where the <laughs> upturn forms come from.
0: Well, I mean, he looked very, very good in the NYL for for the Jets, when they played, yeah, yeah. Uh, in particular when they played against us. Definitely kept them in the game and yep. earned them a point nearly single-handedly. Yep. Um, so he's obviously, as you say, performing better than Moss. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so
4: I, th- I think that's um, that's a big part of it. People might not look at that as the main thing is since they've had a new coach and some new players, but I think that's a big part of... Like, seven goals is a lot. That's, mm. that's oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's probably a quarter of their um, total. So um, if you can stop leaking goals like that, that's important. And Redmayne shows up fantastically on that. He's almost saved Sydney as many goals as moss has cost them so right um which i was a bit surprised about because sydney seemingly don't concede that many chances and but it seems like redman is doing a lot more than we'd expect the average keeper to do the which boy. is weird
2: which i mean that goes to show probably the difference between obviously between sydney and us because we look at beer and he always pops up in the stats you know like for most goals sort of saved or whatever and mm. then and we sort of go well that's not a good thing yeah but then you look at that and it's just so clear the gap between Sydney's front third and ours that we just can't make up it. Yeah. We can't make it up at all.
4: Yeah, so this kind of it takes away because the um the broadcasters like Fox love to show which keepers made the most My saves. Most saves overall, yeah. But when you look at expected goals, a goalkeeper could be making fifty saves from shots from outside the box. Mm. Yeah. The easy saves that he should be making basket, every day yep. of the week. Mm-hmm. Whereas if keepers like Redmayne, maybe they're not conceding a lot of chances, but the chances they concede are good chances, Mm. and they're stopping them, then they show up quite well. Um, And Birigidi is a bit surprising on this um, list as well. Early in the season, he was kind of up towards that right-hand, top right-hand corner with Redmayne, but actually lately he's slipped back a long way. So I'm not too sure what. Yeah, right.
0: How many games is that over that he's that he sort of had that decline?
4: Oh, Oh, the decline from about week 12. Onwards, yeah, okay. Um, things that kind of turn around there, I'm not sure what that's about. But it's kind of have, a drastic a few change. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that around the start of January maybe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: coincides <laughs> with seven, is it eight, seven straight losses? Mm.
2: That's about mm. that's about around the time when the hope starts to slip, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, I did say he was probably at fault for the goal, one of the goals on the weekend. Yeah,
4: I think it had a... XG value of about 0.1, so about 10% of the time that gets scored, Mm. Um, which obviously those goals go in. But um,
0: well, 10% of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: not a very high percentage.
4: (laughs) And that is the problem. There's a lot of like when you look at it on this with expected goals, when you look at it to kind of explain a single shot, there's a lot of variance in that. So um, it's more the more shots we can look at in that kind of data set the more value you get from the insights
3: so how does team statistics start to look when you're 20 not quite games into the season yes 20 20 or games into the season how does the stats presentation start to look compared to the table as a matter of interest checking out trying to understand these stats for a while then I noticed early on in the season that Brisbane appeared to be up the top of the stats regularly and but there was nothing to evidence that in terms of their results. But then recently, they have, they seem to have turned a corner, or maybe they haven't. They've just gotten their just yeah. desserts. Yeah, I think
4: I think, in in my eyes, that's kind of what's gone with gone on with them. They've been creating a good number of chances all season long, xG wise, and so we were kind of looking at them early in the season, thinking, well, that's going to turn around at some point, and sure enough, it has. And Fox would like you to think that they're playing differently and all stuff like that, but I don't think they've changed much, and I think they're getting rewards for the way they've been playing all season. So what you're saying
2: is it's been Brexit ball the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: I, and it's finally I think, working. Don't let Robbie <laughs> yeah. hear. Sorry, sorry, though, mate. <laughs> sorry God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think they've been alright. And Newcastle are another team. Uh, Newcastle actually have a positive expected goals difference um, over the season, so. When I looked a few weeks ago, it's changed a little bit now, but they had only scored half as many goals as we would have expected them to. <laughs> um, so this turnaround in form again with the addition of Italiano and um, they're probably just getting the goals that they've deserved all along. Turn his bike off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there anywhere else where we stand out in the stats, either positively or negatively?
4: Well, in extra difference per game, we are a long way behind second last which is Melbourne Victory like they have they're behind by about a quarter of a goal a match whereas we're behind by about three quarters of a goal a match Jesus which, Christ Um <laughs> is a big difference especially when you look at it in terms of the table that makes a pretty um, bleak reading doesn't it yes yeah it's it's not great we've both conceded more goals than we were expected and scored less than we were expected to so not sure again the reasons behind that but the news isn't getting any better Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's a bit painful being a Mariners fan and doing this at the moment. <laughs>
3: well, then possibly he needs to explain how he's on top of the tipping comp.
4: Yeah, please do. <laughs> it's all that stats analysis. Obviously isn't it? <laughs> obviously
3: <laughs> tipping us every week. Um
4: yeah, um I'm not sure I've tipped us once. Um Oof. so uh, that'll do it. <laughs> I need to hit you up for my buddy Maltese.
2: <coughs> Maltese's always gone first game of the round most of the time.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I've been I've been using expected goals and goals and doing a few calculations to make those predictions, and it's paying off so far. Is it um, paying off in your Maltese as well? Are you getting on the old sports bet every week? No, I'm not much of a better. Um, I think I'm a bit scared of losing that money. <laughs> that's, um, all right. no,
0: that's, that's, that's all right. No, you can just give me the info and we'll uh, go from there. <laughs> How that sound? Insider trading or something? Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> Insider knowledge. That's all it is. Same, same. Same, same.
4: Well, um, I was just giving tips before. If you are looking for tips for the tipping, then maybe the betting companies aren't a bad place to go. They um, they They were kind of the first people to set up very in depth expected goals models and things like that. They kind of were part of the pioneering group. Um, obviously because there's money there.
0: Pioneering. Do they sell pioneerings or pie and earrings? <laughs> pie and earrings? <laughs> oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well being that we do have the expert tips to hear, maybe we should uh, have a look at the upcoming round and see uh, see what your thoughts are. Just a just a quick whip around the room and a and a win loss draw. What what your thoughts are for each game. So obviously mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, freaky Friday this, this week. The Mariners travel up to Brisbane. Um it's gonna be an interesting one 'cause your your mate Robbie fowler has got his team playing pretty well and you Brexit might, ball. It wasn't Brexit ball last Friday. It, it, was it everything
2: wasn't but actually. No, the first half they were like almost looked like the old Raw.
4: Ross alone. Yeah, yeah. They they Ross were were so. yeah. Alona. Yeah, I think the um the Brexit ball thing may have been slightly overplayed. There's definitely been <laughs> a, little, a bit of it going on but um but um, they've been playing some good football too.
0: Um, I'm gonna tip uh draw. I want Kale to tip first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
4: I'm on Brisbane.
2: Um, no, that's fair, Luke. I. Uh, I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, um, we like. I. How can you tip us at the moment? Which, as annoying as it is to say, uh, like, it just. I can't back us with any hope. Unfortunately, and okay. Brisbane uh, have been on the comeback for the last nine or ten weeks. Mm. So, mm. I don't see that stopping anytime soon.
3: Brisbane.
0: Yeah. Look. I. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a reason <laughs> to tip us, but I just
3: can't <laughs> I, find any. Oh,
0: nothing. I just said draw out of pure hope, which is <laughs> <just laughs> completely evaporated. Moving on to the Saturday, the early kickoff at 5pm. Sydney FC host Perth Glory. Uh, I think Sydney have too much for them. They um, absolutely are dominating at the top of the table, so I don't see that going any other way. Kale. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, I'm definitely on board with that Sydney area. Yes, very, very good side. Agree. Definitely shitney. <laughs> All
0: right. The primetime game on Saturday, 7.30 kickoff. Melbourne City host Western Sydney Wanderers. Um interesting one for me I oh man I, I think City have got too much for him
2: yeah. I want to ask you Cale do you have
4: any stats on Jamie McLaren <laughs> it, uh, not right now I haven't actually put them together right now but early in the season that was kind of absurd what was going on is he, is he um. a tap-in merchant
3: that's <laughs> 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 going to release a new statistic list of tap-in merchants
2: <laughs> how many goals has he scored within the six yard box <laughs> I'm on a plate. Might be able That's to find XG's. that out. We'll, we'll wait for your tweet. We'll wait for your tweet on
0: that one <laughs> yeah, later tonight. Yeah.
4: Cool. Do we get your tip for that one there, Carl? I'm on. I'm on City. We're Western on City. Sydney um, haven't been very good this mm. season. Even when results are going well, their performances XG wise mm-hmm. hasn't been great. Yeah, I, I so couldn't.
2: I I could not believe the difference in their performance from from the derby to. The week just gone. Mm. It was like chocolate cheese. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna have to
3: go with City. And City have just shown that they um, do have a little bit of steel about them. That's the second, is it, result in a row that they've got when I wasn't sure whether they had the guts and determination to actually get that. So it looked like
2: they were going to get run over for all money. Yeah, that, yeah, that so Second uh, half. I, I that was that insane that second half. Um, yeah. So City for me.
3: Up.
0: Cool. The two Sunday games. Firstly, we have at uh, 4:20 p.m. Wellington. Hosting Melbourne victory. Uh, oof, it's got to be a Phoenix win for mine. Yep, I'm on board with that. Yep, Friends.
2: same. I'm just going to say whatever Kale says.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely knocks. <nuts. laughs> Definitely knocks. <nuts. laughs> More lemon face from Ola and
0: See, I'm liking this, though, because we're all in consensus, and I mean, Cale's been agreeing with every tip that I've got so far, so if I don't get at least four out of five this week, because I've been struggling on ones and twos every week, I'm going to be livid. Uh, final game of the round is Adelaide hosting Newcastle Jets down at Cooper's Stadium. I like Adelaide for this one.
4: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm tipping Adelaide. Um, I'm not sure whether I should be. I'm, I'm mostly on Adelaide as it's a bit of a safer tip because I think everyone else will be on Adelaide, so i <laughs> Try and hold back from losing my first position, but um, <laughs> hear that, But, but there's definitely <laughs> <an> <laughs> <laughs> Steve. <laughs> there's definitely a a case to be had for the Jets mm. to take that game. So it'll be a good one, I think. Are you and your dad sharing tips? Uh, well, I, I try to get them out of him so I can stop him now from watching me. Now, that's insider trading. <laughs> that, that is insider trading. I try to tell him as little as possible, but I, I try and get his tips out of him at the moment because there's only one tip behind me. Um, well, he's so. going to have all
0: your tips if he listens in before the end of the league, <laughs> isn't he? So. So, um, what if he's gone
4: completely opposite, Cale? What if he's... It makes for a good last few rounds in the competition. Yeah, that's, that's then I'll mind. catch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been he's kind of waiting for that week where he's going to take some risks to try and take a step ahead. But um, I don't think he'll get there.
2: I can't I can't pick between the Jets and Adelaide because Newcastle looked all right for a few weeks there after you know new coach on the bounce and that yeah. sort of stuff, and then they sort of went a bit off. Mm. Sort of performance was so. I'm going to
5: have to
3: sit on the fence. Yeah, Adelaide—they're sort of like our that rolling average, aren't they? It's up and it's down and it's down again and up oh, the, again and all over the shop. They the win, they yeah. lose two, they win one. It's oh, phew, Jekyll oh, yeah, or might. I don't think they've had a draw. Um, have they had a draw this
0: season? They haven't had no, a draw at all I think this season. Yeah, it's victory. No, it was it was Adelaide. Oh, was it? Yeah, because okay. the other week when we recorded, it was eight and eight. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay.
3: Mm, so, to be fair though, mediocre teams like them make it into the six. Oh. Sorry.
0: Are you saying we're not But mediocre? The, age, the age of mediocrity is over, Morris. <laughs> it, <laughs> certainly, it certainly <laughs> is. <laughs>
3: we are far below mediocrity at this point.
0: Cal <laughs> okay, well it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio this afternoon, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time to join
4: us. Uh, no very worries. Uh, very um, insightful. Thanks thing. for having me on. I'm more than happy to come back if you. Yeah, beautiful. You know what we should do? We should
2: we should post some of your stats on our podcast page. Yeah, Yeah. out of interest, I've got if you've got got anything that's sort of uh, sort of interesting that just about us or even about the league or where we sit where we in the league, I think that'd be cool.
0: Of course, if anyone wants to have a look at uh, at some of these stats, they are available on Kale's Twitter at kale underscore morrow. On Twitter is his handle there, so go have a look. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Of course, uh, other Mariners things on the agenda. We have the Yellow Army Football for Fires Day coming up at Soccer Fives on the 29th of March, the day after the home derby against Newcastle. $250 per team registration, and it is a five-a-side tournament. Uh, Tournament registrations are coming in thick and fast, so make sure you get your team registered if you haven't already. Uh, Looking like a cracking day out there. Um, pink round the jerseys are currently being auctioned off, so make sure you head over and check out the Central Coast Mariners website for all the details there. Um, and that's about that's about that for uh, for core other Mariners news at this point in time. We're well, lucky enough to have Kale joining us uh, after Aaron's departure to go and play his uh, soccer fives quarter final. I think he said it was. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw him putting on his giant Stone Age shin pads and off he went.
2: What was he putting on? It looked
4: like he was. Armour. strapping <laughs> or something. I don't know what the hell's going putting on. Putting a plate of armour. I think yeah. was we strapping on both ankles and then Oh god. A set of old hockey pads. <laughs> Give it up.
0: Well, um, let's, let's touch on a little interesting stuff that came out of uh, round 22. 24 goals were scored across round 22. It's the most goals ever
1: scored in one round in A-League history. A lot of entertainment for the fans this week.
4: Yeah. Leaky defences.
1: Yep. Yeah, not
0: bad. Uh, Western United hitting a bit of form. They've scored 11 goals in two games. They've been super inconsistent for mine as well. And there were rumours of Mark Rudin uh, losing the dressing room some weeks ago. Um, But he seems to have things under control again I think 11 goals in two games probably helps. Yeah, definitely wouldn't hurt. Um, Sydney
1: absolutely dominating victory yet again. Rojas' goal was an absolute corker. But then Sydney, Sydney just took straight over.
0: Wilco and got
2: won. absolutely Easy. slayed.
0: He did, and of course the return of Central Coast United, which we uh, touched on earlier in the podcast. Fantastic to see those guys going around yet again. Um, geez, yeah, just looking at those results, I totally forgot Western put five past Adelaide on the weekend. That's not bad. Um, cool. Well, let's let's get into it. We, we've got a lot of questions um, across Facebook and um, and the CCM fans forum this week, so. We'll do our best to get to as many of them as possible. Um, some of them we may have touched on earlier in the podcast, and, and you know, obviously, we don't want to be doing a, a seven-hour podcast, so we can't quite get to all of them. But we'll, <laughs> we'll do what we can. Okay. So, ads on the forum asks uh, or oh, says we have ten or eleven players signed for the twenty twenty-one. Sorry, yeah, for the two thousand and twenty slash twenty-one season. A lot of which would still be chewing up important dollars as bench or squad players. What are the chances that any clubs would take some of these players on loan or any clubs being interested in uh, for us to release them to?
2: Well, we all know how the A-League works where the contracts are made up and the <laughs> lengths don't matter. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, if we want to get, if we want to move some of these big uh, cap take operas on...
1: Jacob, Melling. Yeah,
2: someone like a Melling. Like, if we want to move these guys on, if they're not getting any game time, which he's won... Um, I think will be pretty, will be relatively uh, easy enough to move them on. I think
0: there's only a couple of players on there that I think I'd, I'd consider moving on. Um, Melling obviously hasn't had much game time this season. Uh not one any, single second any game time. Um, he's turning yes. Yeah, Shabao Corey Corey Melling um, Corey Gamiro Melling Shabao <laughs> <laughs> is another one that has, is is no, he had a second on contract? Yeah, but, but is he's... he on contract for next season? I don't think he is. Surely not. Um, I know Jack Clisby is. He's still got another year. Um, Ziggy has the option for one. I'm pretty sure. Well, possibly. yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously want him to stick around. We've got Adam Pierce on contract for next season. Um, ever reliable backup goalkeeper. Um, of course, Mars is here for another season as well. Um, obviously want him to stay, but we need some experience up top next to him. Um, Nizzi's just signed on for two more years, which is nice. Um, and overdue. Uh, and absolutely. And uh, and Lewis Miller. Um, on contract for the next couple of seasons. Hopefully, he can continue to develop. So, look, I mean, in terms of who's actually coming off... Sorry, who is still on contract that we might want to release, I really don't see any other clubs being interested in those players.
1: NPL clubs, maybe. That says it all.
0: Yeah. Uh, in terms of loaning players out, they need to be... I think it's under 23. Um, they need to be Australian and under 23 for that, um, for that loan to work Though I have heard whispers of um, transfers being included in the new A-League Collective Bargaining Agreement, which is due to start next year. Um, So the ability to buy and sell players from another another A-League club.
2: Mm. Yeah, that'll make things a lot more interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it opens up another revenue stream for, for clubs like us as well, who have a history of developing players and selling them on, which... In itself more, is a little bit concerning for us as mm. well because while we might be still getting some money in to cover some of the losses that we're making, we're then going to be losing any sort of quality players that we do have. Yeah, And yeah, oh man, I'm so depressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question from Al on the forum. He asked about Birra's form, which Kale touched on with uh, how he's sort of gone down a little bit. Apparently, soccer sop- stoppage time, which is not... Ever 100%, but mm. apparently the rumor is that beer is to Macarthur next season could be a thing, which is pretty disappointing. But I mean, probably not surprising. Would
2: not surprise me. And this is this is the issue for me with letting Tommy or you know speak to Macarthur and then go and sign with Macarthur. Would not surprise me if mm. they've gone for a little sneaky coffee date somewhere. Someone from Macarthur's come up. Tommy Orr's yeah. got the hookup.
1: Matty Miller at Aromas at Aaron with Laurie.
2: Orr's got the hookup for Beer's and then off you go, see you later.
0: So as of maybe maybe about three months ago, four months ago, I was told and a couple of other of us, a couple of us others were told that he was no chance to sign anywhere else in the A League. He would only leave the Mariners if he got no overseas offer. Obviously things at the club have gone pretty south since then. Mm. Um, So I think that would have changed. Because he obviously came to the club to work with Jess Van Stratton. Um, Those two have worked together in the past and they, by all accounts, have a very good working relationship. If we were to lose JBS as well...
1: Mm. That's a good point to make with Van... Does Van Stratton go with him to MacArthur?
0: Concerning... Mm. Yeah, so oh, does, does Berra's dip in form coincide with the MacArthur thing? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. He does look like a, a defeated figure out there. Um, that first how goal how, on the how weekend. incredibly frustrating is it though, as a goalkeeper, to know what's playing in front of you and and not have
4: that faith in in your defenders. I'm sure you can tell us, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. No, you it's, the skipper, sitting back there when you are under pressure the whole yeah. time and. Yeah, that's kind of that was the first thing I went to when I um, had a look at the stats and had realised he'd slid back a few spots in the kind of goalkeeper ranking. Mm. Um, th- what what's that about? Is it is it a mental thing? Because we've all seen it. He's got the ability to play and be one of the best keepers in the league, undoubtedly. But um, but yeah, in the last few weeks, it seems like whether it's um, subconscious, maybe he's switched off a little bit. Mm. Maybe that's to do with the MacArthur thing. If there's truth to it, but I don't know. So, Zach
0: Colbrook on Facebook asks, it's a bit abstract, but does the team have a sports psychologist or something? Aside from that, good luck with the pod. Credit for you guys for pushing on. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, look, we touched on it. I I don't know if we have any sports psychologists, but we should. Because 100%. of that I know. mentality that seems to be so deeply ingrained.
2: Mm. One of our currently contracted players had a sports psychologist probably 18 months ago two seasons ago a, pers- a personal for one for him mm-hmm. yeah um so i mean i know that that was sort of working with him <laughs> right maybe hasn't worked completely but um i know it's something that they do look at but whether we have decided to look at it is uh another question
4: and there's been lots of jokes about the arnie situation and People he's worked with that is successful. Yeah. So that's the, the coach end, whisperer. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. Stadge needs a coach whisperer. Um, yeah. Done, done, done. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes about it, but <laughs> expect to win. games. Done, done,
0: done. Did we have a sports psychologist here around the time that Arnie was in charge? Did he bring someone in? Not that I can remember. Yeah, off the top I don't of my know. Head. Something seems to ring a bell there, but I you could probably just don't be need him when you win. Well, that's right. But at that time, we'd just come off the season of finishing, I think, eighth um, in Laurie's last season. Um, yeah, so right. there was a lot of players there that um, would have been pretty defeated at that point, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, John McConaughey, copy and paste the same questions we had of the manager at this time last year. Do we need to wait until we concede eight goals in one game before pulling the trigger? I don't want us to get rid of Stadge at this point in time because it yeah. just continues that absolute revolving door that we've had the last few years. We've had three managers in the last three years. Um
4: yeah, I think I think we got to keep him around. I, I had a question from someone about one of the stats I'd posted on Twitter, like asking me to kind of summarise it in a few words. It was the one about the moving average over the last four or five years, mm. and I um I kind of had to say to him in the end, my answer was that if you change coaches three or four times and nothing changes on the pitch, then maybe they weren't the problem. Definition yeah. of insanity.
0: <laughs> the prob- the problem lays deeper. It's exactly right. And like I said, we can't just afford to continue that revolving door. You look at, I know it's on a completely different scale, it's different levels, but you look at clubs like you know, Man United who now seem to be showing some faith in their third or fourth managerial appointment in as many years. Um, backing Ole and he's, he's, he's getting the results there. Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp and the stability that he brought in, giving him time to actually build and develop um, his own team to play the style that he wants. You need, to, you need to show a little bit of faith before just, you know, those knee-jerk reactions pulling the trigger. I'm not saying that it would be a knee-jerk reaction by any means because a spoon's a spoon, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ian Dengis trailers. Why? Just straight up, why? Why? And how do we fix this? Um, no idea. How much time we got? <laughs> Aaron's uh, already said uh, it in his rant. It was a good rant. Andrew Bellamy, uh, what do you gents think of Kim being captain? Don't like it.
1: Not a fan. Ooh,
0: lazy. Uh,
2: yeah. Points. I don't want this to sound bad, but probably poor, poor at communicating because he can't speak the language that well. So I'm sure he probably gets by on the field, but in terms of being a captain, I don't know if that is exactly
1: who do we helpful. want to be captain.
2: Yeah, that's a difficult question. I mean,
0: you've got it? someone like the Mariners' all-time leading goal scorer and six-time golden boot winner, <laughs> Matt Simon, um, who is the Cluxon. club captain. Yeah.
2: I'd take Ziggy at the moment, to be honest. Agreed. i take Ziggy, yeah. Yeah,
4: he certainly... he can
2: see I that think he cares. He's so. the one that cares the most. He's at the away games that we've seen. He's been the first one over to the fence mm. on a weekend. He was, again, the first one over, over there to clap in the four fans that were left in the stand. And he's the one that to me out of the 2 or 3 on the pitch seems to
4: care yeah, the man, most it was a few weeks ago i Woke up and had a random Twitter notification I don't know why I got a, a, a tweet from him And mm. I kind of only saw The start of it And I thought it was him Saying that he was Leaving the club Because um, <laughs> he was um, He was saying um, Thanks for all the support Was it after the Newcastle uh, game? Possibly I think yeah. I remember Getting the same and, notification and Yeah, I was a bit concerned About what was going on But I went on to read it And sure enough It was just him Thanking the fans Who are still around mm. um, Saying that he knows How tough it's been um, mm. And he really does care about where we're at.
1: Do you think it could be a good thing to show that we still want him and to sort of see if he wants to stick around for next season? I think so. Yeah. Just
4: flick him a text. Yeah. <laughs> flick <laughs> yeah. him a tweet. <laughs> I think he's good enough to kind of look at um, getting that one-year option and keeping him around.
2: I, I hope them. he does. Um, well, I mean, I can't see us keeping Kim next season, so I don't understand the point of keeping him as the captain.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. true. Yeah, unless, so, uh, unless they are trying to keep him for whatever reason mm. and to be honest I mean he was
2: he's been alright in some games but mm. he's I wouldn't based on where we are and where we need to get
0: to I wouldn't keep him yeah no. he's not he's not bringing us up to that next level where we need to be no Mrs. Fred Rebecca Giano I just read that please go this is huge righty, <clears throat> prepare for my monologue written by Rebecca is it obscene to continually pay one to two million dollars per annum on a losing football club I believe that is the equivalent of buying a coffee for every single person living on the Central Coast. It's not far off. Is it condescending to continually, and with increased fervour, remind us, the fans, that no one wants to buy the Mariners? And as such, implying that we're lucky to have him? On a scale of 1 to 11 billion, how lucky do you feel? Punk. (laughs) Why do we need a sporting director? How many admin positions does it take to win a football game? How does Sean Millercamp still have a job? Irrespective of how likeable and passionate he is, he's still presided over the same dismal losses season after season. Why is he insulated from the consequences? And finally, in the wonderful world of promotion and relegation, which two teams would you consider for promotion to the A-League and which other team would you relegate from the A-League? And yes, we're one of the two.
1: Let's go back. That was awesome.
0: There's a lot to unpack There's a lot to unpack. That's heavy. Both
1: very uh, true and savage at the same time. I rate it. Uh,
2: well, I do not feel lucky for one. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, so it's, it's a solid one. Uh, we well, felt lucky
1: in 2014 when he saved the club, but it's now 2020. It's a new decade. Yeah. Now it's definitely um, the opposite. I mean, I,
2: I think, you know, I like Sean. Uh, you know, great guy. Spoke to him on the weekend. Uh, but I think, I, I think the general view that um how does a CEO, CEO keep his job with the position that we're in is probably fair. If this was a normal football club, <laughs> which we are not, if this was a normal football club, you, you would probably see a CEO lose his job in the position that we're in.
0: I think he's yeah. he's fighting with two hands tied behind his back though. You agree. Know, I've said this ad nauseum because his. You know, working under an owner who, an absentee owner, who clearly has shown that he doesn't really care about the club. Through consistent underfunding, he hasn't shown up to a game this year. We you know he's been was, in the country. Was,
1: was he, he was here pretty recently and hasn't he even was, bothered, didn't he, even bother to turn up to a game.
0: He was here for, I think it was an owner's meeting in Sydney um, and it was on the Thursday. I think we played on the Saturday at home and he didn't bother coming. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a tough one with Sean. As you say, I like him. I consider him a mate as well. Um, I'd, I'd hate to see him lose his job without actually being given a fighting
4: chance at being able to do his job. Yeah, I think that's the important bit Luke touched on. We look at um, we look at Stajic's performance and we say, what can he do with the situation he's in? Then maybe that should be applied to Sean as well. Mm, um, that's a very fair point. Um,
2: very fair point.
1: The pro role is... Definitely an interesting question. Just relegated us already, for God's sake. I've always found it weird that Wollongong or Canberra haven't been in the league yet. It's a no-brainer. I would say Canberra and Wollongong for my two to come in.
0: I'd I'd say Hobart just because I I, I went down there a couple of months ago. What a cracking city. Um, Would be perfect for an away trip. But if we're getting relegated, it doesn't matter. Tasmania is a
1: very good option because the AFL... Again, like we have to compare it to the AFL, we're a very small fish to the AFL. But the AFL have not said, have come out and said that they're not going to put a team in Tasmania. So that should open the door for possibly an A League team coming in. But I'm not sure. I would say to, the two of mine, Canberra Wollongong, and then probably some a team in Tassie third.
0: I want to go. I want to go for this one because this I've dubbed as my comment of the week um, on the Facebook from Lee Stanley. <laughs> The crowds have been dismal and the game was crap. Do you think next home game, the club could give a free bog roll to every person that attends? Do you think we could fill the stadium? I see a great cross-marketing move in that Mike's face could be printed on the toilet paper and we can all wipe our asses on him. What do you think of this cross-marketing opportunity? Mike still wins by getting some cash, but at least people on the coast can get a free bog roll. (laughs) <laughs> Sign this guy up right now Identify yourself,
1: <laughs> Lee So we can all buy you a beer Because that comment is absolute gold Or a
0: bog roll Because it sounds like <laughs> It sounds like they're struggling With uh, lack of
1: bog roll themselves can I, can I just say That I put it in our group chat last night the, the first sentence just reminded me Of like the first line of a rap song The, the crowd crowd's been, been dismal, dismal And, and the, the game,
0: game was, was crap, crap. <laughs> <laughs> like it just goes well I can hear it in Like a Beastie Boys Sort of song <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah I can't well, only hear that have been
1: dismal And the game was crap Please don't ever rap again <laughs>
0: um, Yeah That's red hot Least No no comment needed I would love to get on board This initii- initiative though yeah, yeah Sign it up um, whew, We've got a lot to Got a lot mm. to unpack here lads
1: Do I want to go with Ben Palmer's one What can individual fans do If anything To help turn this around And get the club back To being great again That's the that's, a the, million that's question. the question, exactly. It's,
0: it's, it's the $1 to $2 million per <laughs> annum question, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Perfect. Do you have uh, a spare
2: $1 to $2 million? <laughs> do
0: you
1: Do you know a millionaire that is richer than Charlesworth? Yes or no? Yes, no.
0: Is it is it is it time for us to be crying out for someone like John Singleton, who is a, obviously w- really well-known on the coast and, you know, at the time, didn't want to do pe- um, didn't want to do business with Peter Turnbull. Um, staunch rugby league man That's He's a staunch problem. rugby league man, but he's a sportsman in general. True, you know, it he,
1: wouldn't he, hurt to ask.
2: I think, I think, I think while it's the good option and potentially the safer, i don't option, want to say maybe? the easy option. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think I saw this comment. I don't know if it was on the forum or Facebook, and I think Morrow sort of alluded to it before. If the major issue is that Mike is losing one to two million a season. Okay and if he's, if he's not actively looking for investors or whatever then mm. one I don't understand why. Number 2, why aren't you why aren't you canvassing every single major business on the coast 100% to get involved to put money in to claim a percentage of ownership of the club and release the burden. Like Aaron said before, there was there was other parties on board that were collecting Bits and pieces of the debt in the past, Mm -hmm. and Mike wanted to have full control, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now he's complaining about it. So do something to fix it.
1: And we're the the only professional sporting club that represents this region, so surely that's got to mean something for people to. If the Mariners go, the
2: coast will never get another sporting team again. There's no, there's the NRL team
1: is not happening. For a long time, if ever, yeah. so people just need to get over the whole Bears thing because yeah. that's all that thing pisses me off because it's still around after twenty years. Get behind the local team. I know it's pretty hard, and I know we've said, oh, I know I've said, feels like giving up, but it's the only team that we've got who represents our home region. So I guess you know we still we still got that that for going for us. So yeah, it's an interesting one.
2: One of the points there from Matthew Austin is. Britain, Britain, sort of quite a long one, but is it, are we likely to see any future takeover from Anton? Never
0: we, look, never, never say never. We we can't, yeah.
2: I would say no because he's already heavily
1: invested in another he is, club. He is.
0: Well, he's putting money in here. He's, he's he is. Yeah. Obviously heavily invested in Bolzan in Malta. A lot um, of the youth um, staff where I think is he is going
1: to be financed by him. I assume. Yeah. Is that what that what he's? What yeah. He so mentioned? he he's yeah.
0: essentially paying the scholarships at the moment. Um, as well as being involved in a fair bit of other youth stuff there. Um, But yeah, he's cutting a check every month um, at the moment. Whether or not we see more investment in some sort of ownership capacity from him is yet to be seen. He is apparently in more of a position to do that than our current owner, from what I've been told. Uh, So yeah, look, never say never, but I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, I think it's a no. No. Okay. Because I, this, is, this is the thing that makes us not a normal football club in comparison <laughs> to other things. Because of this whole c- confusion, I guess you could call it, with the centre of excellence and the club, like is it, I'm sure somebody will probably correct me, but is it one thing? Is it two separate things? If somebody comes in and buys the football club, do they get the centre of excellence and the property with that? Like how? The separate entities. Exactly. Mm. So it becomes this whole weird Thing where like surely Mike can try and separate the two and have someone come in and buy just the football operations and he can keep the centre of excellence and the land and the profit or whatever that runs off that. But then you go back four or five years and the whole point of the centre of excellence was to make the club sustainable. But it's not happening. Well, so yeah. it's, it's like, I don't know, it's a bloody...
0: Wormhole.: yeah, We sort of promised the world when, when the COE was, was going up, weren't we, in terms mm. of yeah, being a self-sustaining club yep. in the next what they say five years or whatever it was, and it, it hasn't transpired, not even close to that. No, you know, I, don't, I don't even know if we're making money on it you know. um, Paul Hart asks, if we lose and there are no fans there to witness it, do we actually lose?: That's good, that's good.
1: Yep, um, fair. Uh, I reckon Chris Hockman's is a good question. What would happen if the license is stripped from Charlesworth?
0: Well, that's an interesting now under the new league's working group, isn't it? Because there's no FFA in control of the A-League anymore. We were floating this uh, before you arrived today between me and
2: Aaron. We were like, you know, we're sort of quite doomy and gloomy at the moment. So we are like, if we go, how does that look? Who actually strips the licence? Who decides? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because... Good point. In the past, it was FFA give license, FFA, FFA taketh take away. License. Yeah, yeah. And now it's <laughs> give not giveeth the taketh away. It's not. It doesn't seem to be so cut and dry. And there's this whole thing, the the owners that still they still haven't actually taken control of the league. They're still dilly dallying around. So, which is potentially a good thing because they're probably not worried about us. But how how does that decision come about now with you know, potentially new teams coming into the league mm. because it's not an FFA decision from what I can understand um, they made the decision on MacArthur and Western United but that is going to be the last of it that's the last of, yeah as far as I know so if you're going to strip a licence
0: is it a vote between the owners it'd have to be and does they I mean each owner would surely have to have a, an equal vote yeah um, and then you have us, then are we abstain from the vote. <laughs> what's what's the percentage <laughs> like, <laughs> that they need to actually carry that motion? Um, yeah. You know, I know the, the New Leagues group is looking to expand pretty much immediately after McCarthy come in. Mm. So I've heard they're looking to go to 14, um, potentially even 16 teams. Yeah, And that to me says that, I mean, I assume nobody
2: wants us to go, but I really do think that they don't want us to go. But mm. then you can't let us... Sit here the way we are either
0: well, we're, mm. we're not just damaging our own brand We're damaging the entire A-League brand By yes. not being competitive By being the absolute whipping boys Week in, week out By only getting Apparently three and a half thousand mm. people Through the gate I mean Friday night Next week Who are we playing again? I can't remember This, this
2: Brisbane. week? Brisbane Brisbane. Oh, sorry, at home Next game at home um, Is on a Friday Melbourne, you think it was? Melbourne City I'm pretty Someone. sure yeah. There's going to be four people there On a Friday night for a 7.30 game How bad for the league Is that going to look? It's, yeah. So the other owners are not going to like that.
0: Mm. What, what, what value do we pour Poor for sponsorship. Do we bring? Yeah, poor exactly. for
2: league sponsorship as a whole when you've got the whole thing with Hyundai potentially leaving. And <laughs> if they're trying to find a new sponsor and they go, oh, this crowd gets 3000 again, that's not very attractive for the league as a whole. It just drags the league down. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very good point.
0: I do think what, on the whole, I yeah. agree with you that, that the rest of the league do want us here because a strong strong regional clubs... Mean a strong league, yeah. Um, and we are really only
1: the, but the only not, proper regional club as well, but New we're Castle not, being, a city. but we're not strong at the moment. No, <laughs> so. I mean,
2: it would not surprise me if they just let's, let's say if it works on a vote of the owners, they go, All right, we're going to expand, we're going to go one team in Tasmania, we're going to go one team in Canberra, mm-hmm. we're going to strip the license off the coast, and we're going to give it to, it to, Wollongong. to
0: Wollongong, yeah. That
2: would not surprise me. Dude, I wouldn't be shocked. What happens? I would not be shocked. I'd be
0: saddened, but not shocked. All right. Um, Johnny Needham. Johnny. Because we do love reading out Johnny Shotgun's comments, uh, but he doesn't have an energy for a rant at this point, unfortunately, but he'll basically sum it up like this. Took my kids to the game on the weekend, and my son now just expects them to lose. He said, I kind of prayed on my bed before we came that I'd see the Mariners score just one goal in real life and not just on the TV. It's pretty fucked that out of all the home games I've taken them to this year, he's only seen them score the disallowed goal until dry air, so he's only really seen them score one goal. Our defence seem to not really be communicating or listening to each other at all now. Also, I'd like your thoughts on Lucy Zelich's Twitter comment. Do you think people like her speaking out may get the proverbial ball rolling in terms of getting Mike Charlesworth out? Had to, uh, <laughs> I think you might have had a bit of an autocorrect issue there when you typed Charlesworth, Johnny, but um, all good, my friend.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, I'm just pulling it up now. So like, I've, I've got it here. Oh, you got it? If yep. you want
0: me to touch on Lucy's I do tweet, rate it. which, yeah, like. So Lucy tweeted uh, pretty shortly after the game on Sunday You can blame the manager and the players all you like, but the biggest disgrace at this football club and in this league is Mike Charlesworth. What has he done for the Mariners? Let's start directing the blame where it's due, the owner. So that's um, what Johnny was Pretty alluding to. Point. It's yeah, no bullshit. Just cuts the shit completely, doesn't it?
2: I like it. I think we need more of it. And, uh, you know, it'll probably get back to Mike, I assume. I think. Um, and if he's somehow surprised or shocked or annoyed at that, then that's entirely his issue.
1: Does this sort yeah. of possibly go back to the point that the fans. The protesting and the banners and all that needs to sort of be something to, to do to get media attention to maybe put more pressure on Mike. Yes, is that is something that could happen possibly? But it's about the organisation. If well, it's also about people caring enough. Is it people care enough to put in time and effort and money to make a banner? And you know, do they care? That's that's the problem. Do they care enough?
0: I'm hurting. <laughs> everybody hurts
1: <laughs> I just want to I'll, I'll just go to David Hard's question because I want to shout him out because he's a nice guy he said I lost my A-League team via CFG ownership which mm. is a city football group yep he said uh, it would be great to see someone like Yedinak make a return to the club at some capacity you need to get the club to you need to get the club to come back but also an owner who wants to compete the
0: club spirit back I think Spirit's he's referring back, to there sorry. so yeah, well I mean we didn't we try that um a couple of years ago bringing, obviously the Mariners all time leading goal scorer and six time golden boot winner Matt Simon back. Um as well as uh, Mikey McGlinchy. It's yeah, we've you've you've got to have the cattle to be competitive. No offense to
1: them, but Miller Yanak is a different beast. Oh yeah, look, it's
0: <laughs> levels again. I mean the bloke hasn't played in twelve months, but you know, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. I'm super surprised that even as a um, backroom role, maybe that, that he hasn't coach. That he hasn't played. He hasn't retired yet. Officially yeah. Um but, I mean, obviously there was rumours about that he would end up back at MacArthur um, when they come into the league, whether or not that happens I would yet, be, is super, yet to be super, super
1: sad if that happens.
0: Yeah, well, apparently they got knocked back by uh, 13 or 14 other players before they signed Tommy Orr, so...
1: And that's the only one they've got so far, still.
0: Confirmed, yep. Ugh, look, I'd love to see Jedi back um, because I no think he's, he's still got it. Um, whether it'll happen or not, probably not. Shout out to uh, Paul Hart.
2: If we lose and there are no fans there to witness it, do we actually lose?
0: Already, uh, already went through that one. Did you? Thanks very much.
5: Sorry. <laughs> I
2: just wanted to repeat it. Was worth, it. it was worth a, worth a double it's, pass. Worth, it's, worth,
0: it's worth a Brennan. I'm just scrolling uh.
5: through.
0: <laughs> Maybe that means we need to wrap it up. Uh, I, think, I think it's time to start looking at wrapping and packing this one up. Do That's we want to look at
1: Trev's question?
0: Trev? Yeah. Trev ditched me years ago though, so I'm very sad. I'm still, I'm still burnt by Trev leaving me. Heartbroken, Trev. Come back. Come Never back, come Trev. Back. Trevi, come back. Um, do we need a full cleaning out of upper management, i.e. Sean, etc.? I'm not sure how much it will work because of the limited factor of funding. It's exactly as I said before, Sean's fighting with two hands behind, tied behind his back, um, being hamstrung completely by an absentee owner who just doesn't give a shit, it seems. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I'm not sure how far you're going to get with, with anything like that. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah. That's the sort of comment that is on... The Mariners' facebooks like all the time. Not, you know, I'm not criticizing Trev for the comment. It's a fair call, but it's just something that's not gonna happen. <laughs>
0: Finally, let's have a look. Well, we've got our tipping champion in uh, in the seat here. We'll have a look at the ESPN Coast Football Ramble tipping competition. Situation normal with one and two there. Kyle Morrow and SGM as the top two uh, on 62 and 61 points respectively. Please stop the Herter rounding out the top three uh, with 59 points. Our very own Aaron Mariner has uh, leapfrogged his way into fourth spot on 57 uh, overtaking Jair's right foot uh, previously known as the Wizard of Woi um, who is also on 57 points uh, disappointed to see Jair's right foot drop down to 5th after scored goal, goal on the weekend but uh, yeah, no, is what it is um, how much is Charlesworth drops one spot to 8th um, Pete Pryor is absolutely useless down in 33rd um, just not having a not having a good time straight up not having a good time guys Jay
1: Howe 26th Yeah, middle of the road. I'm not even in the same (laughs) postcode (laughs) as anyone. There was one here called
0: Not So Magic Stagic, who I think at the start of the season was Magic Magic Stagic. Stagic. (laughs) 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 But uh, sucks to be you, twenty seventh. You're still beating me though, so play on, my friend. I
1: think that'll shout uh, out to Boise in fifty second.
0: Yes, yes, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, of course. Phil James, miss you. Um, oh, on 35 points in 45, 45th place. Um, going back to yeah, my old friend Trevor Gordon, fade to black in number 46. Yeah, we're going a long way down. Um, the tipping competition scores this weekend because I don't even know feels, if we got. Uh, that feels any... like how the club's going a long yeah. way down at the moment.
2: Are you sure the Mariners aren't down that low? Um, yeah. I don't even know if we have any prizes
0: worked out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You guys can fund it. You I'll get the wooden spoon. Out. Oh, <laughs> you get the spoon that gets delivered to the club. You get the wooden spoon
1: for coming first.
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> guys, it's been a long one this week. It is. Yeah. Mm. It's it's dark outside. Lots of ranting. The sun sets over over Tugra. The we, curtain rises on another wooden spoon for the Mariners. So. We had
2: uh, we had some audio issues to start with.
0: Yeah. We have like half an hour trying to work it out. We got it sorted. I hope we got it sorted because I got to go home and try and put this all together and. Make it sound half respectable, but I'm going to go with that. But yeah,
2: I thought I thought we weren't going to have much, and then we got a lot in there, lot. and then I got pretty fired up. We've still got we've still
0: got more to give as well. But um, now I'm just don't really pissed end. off and sad. Yeah, oh, man, not another sad pod, angry pod. I know. Uh look, let's leave it there. Let's go home and drink a beer, and yeah, try and get through another week of being a fan of the Mariners. I love you guys. I agree. It's Cheers. been Thanks so much sabbies.
2: fun. Thanks, Kale, for coming in. Thank you so much, right. Kale. It's been great me, to man. have you alongside That's
1: us. If you made it this way,
0: you're a legend. Oh, mate. Oh. All right, that'll do us. Love you. See you.
1: Bye.
5: You don't see me no good no me good no
0: See me no good no more Nah that's shit <laughs> <laughs>
5: Let's try again